Every single day, people take unwanted or unused items to thrift in antique stores across the country. But as the saying goes, one man's trash is another man's treasure, and we are here to prove it. We are here to help you identify valuable things before you throw them away. Join us as we show and tell of treasures found and sold by a full-time reseller with the hopes of helping you find some treasures of your own. Welcome to the What's Sold podcast. Welcome back to the What's Sold podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with my friend, Matt Brock. Hello. He is the master reseller. And uh, we are excited to be with him today. So hopefully Matt's going to teach us some things about how we can find treasures in an attic somewhere and sell it and make millions. Right, Matt? Uh, just oodles and oodles of money <laughs> beyond what oodles. you've ever comprehended. Oodles. I like oodles. Good. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in for some oodles. Yeah. All right. So as people that have been listening know, we take items that have literally the topic, the, the name of the show is what sold. So we take items that actually sold. This past week, and then we talk about them, and then maybe we take an item that we think, hey, this is pretty cool. Let's talk about this. Our idea is not to sell anybody anything, but more just to educate people on what's selling and how to do it. If you're listening to the show, you are a person that enjoys a certain niche as they were or as they will. So we're, <laughs> we're hoping to help you be able to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve in terms of reselling the goods that you find. Exactly. Yeah. No, you know, part of this is know what you have know how to understand what you what you have already and then if you're so inclined to go find new things whether you resell them or you just want them for yourself this is part of this is just the education of what's out there how do you identify things how do you determine values on things so last week's episode or the last episode we have was on costume jewelry this one is going to be on fine jewelry and i and i talk about jewelry because i sell a lot of it it's readily available. You find it at most thrift stores. Goodwill used to sell it on site. Now they, they hold it all back and they sell it online. But you can find this stuff in almost every community. You can find things that are priced quite cheaply that have a lot more value than what they're asking. And in some cases, you can find fine jewelry. And we talked last week, What what is fine jewelry? I don't know what the technical cutoff would be between costume and, and fine. but I'm going to talk about things that are made of silver or gold, platinum, you know, fine metals mm -hmm. and have gemstones or things like that that have, you know, traditionally have value that, that, that are paired with with high end jewelry. So the first thing I'll discuss and show is something that actually just sold and I, I need to ship it out today. I've got the label and everything, but I'll hold this up for those who aren't going to go and look at the YouTube version of the podcast. We'll have that out as well. But I'm holding up a little wire kind of bracelet, and it has sort of a floral motif on it, sort of etched and carved, and it has three stones that are very bizarre looking. I mean, have you ever seen anything that looks like that, Brandon? No, that's, I was just going to say that looks kind of freakish looking. It's a little bit scary, quite frankly. Yeah, so it's like these stones are, are cabochons. They, uh, cabochons, I don't know how you pronounce that, <laughs> but they're flat on one side. They're, they're convex on the other. They're set down with a bezel setting and they are cream sort of around the exterior and on the inside they're clear. You can see into whatever this is. It's kind of like an orangish color. The, the average person would not look at this and know what it is. In fact, most people would think, Oh, that's plastic or resin or something like that. What it actually is, is an opal. 
Oh. So these are a specific type of opal called they're from Mexico. They're called fire opals. And the particular person, whoever the artist was that made this, because this is certainly like a handmade artisan piece, cut these out and they they kept sort of the edge part that you don't usually see in the opal, because usually you're seeing the actual just the, the gem part, portion and not the rock that forms sort of right. or that it forms in. This is showing both. And you kind of see, you won't be able to tell, hopefully I can capture it on the photos that we'll, we'll put up for people to see, but it does have that iridescent multicolored look on the inside of it. But these are sort of a rare, lesser known, but still certainly valuable and desirable type of gemstone. So this is a, sil a sterling silver bracelet with these in it. It's heavily tarnished. It's probably from like the 1960s, 1970s, though it doesn't have any sort of marking on it from the artist. This is a $10 piece as far as what I paid because it's tarnished, because people likely didn't know what they were looking at, and it's not marked as silver. It was just thrown in with other costume pieces. It sold yesterday for $100. I had put it up for more than that. was hoping to get more. But again, uh, I get so much volume in. Sometimes I just accept a little less than maybe what I would hope for, and I, I move on to the next thing. But still, $10, I I, it's 10 times the, the cost, right? I sold it for $100. Sort of the point here being you can find silver and precious gemstones and stuff mixed in all over the place if you know what to look for. Sterling silver will say sterling. It will say SS. It will say 925. There are also other types of silver that may be made in Europe or older that won't say 925. They'll say things like 950 or 980. And that's just an indication that it's even more silver content than sterling silver is. It's 925 out of 1,000 parts silver pure silver. Huh. So 9.5 is 950 out of a thousand parts. I did really well yesterday with buying some fine jewelry and I traveled about an hour away. It's a place I only go through every two or three months. It's a consignment shop and I do very well at consignment shops. And you want to know why? Because I'm a middle-aged man with a long beard <laughs> and I'm running into these, <laughs> these consignment, primarily women's clothing and women's jewelry and handbags and shoes. That's what they sell. They don't sell any men's clothing. So the only men that they see come in the store are typically people coming in to buy something for a loved one, a spouse, if they dare to go in on their own, or they're there with a spouse or someone, and they're just sort of milling about by the dressing room or by the door, just like waiting for the moment they can leave. Mm. All that to say, I don't have a lot of competition from resellers at these stores. People aren't thinking about going here, but they have costume jewelry and oftentimes mixed in fine jewelry. So I'm going to show you two pieces and talk about two pieces I bought yesterday. This first one is a ring. And you can see it is gold color. It has black enamel paint along the band on the top. Beautiful. Yep. Has four pearls. I believe these are South Sea pearls. And it has two, probably a 0.2 carat each diamond in the center of it. It's marked on the inside band 14K. This would be considered a Georgian um, style ring. Other ones online uh, that are the most similar that I've found utilize more diamonds and less pearls, but those are asking anywhere from $1,500 to $2,000. This one um, has more pearls and just two diamonds. I would guess it could probably be in the $1,200, $1,100 to $1,200 range. Um, I paid $150 for it. Uh, which even if it wasn't vintage, a vintage piece, even if it wasn't a specific style, the weight of it, it's right around six grams. That's a good weight on a 14 karat gold. Uh, just by weight 
alone, it was worth more than what I paid. So that's an, it's a, that's an easy deal. I know I can buy it. And if I have to, at the end of the day, just sell it for scrap gold, I'm going to still be making money. But in this case, it's wearable. It's nice. People collect that kind of style. So that's, that's one piece I got at this consignment shop. The other piece. Came- Wait, what was the, what did you, you go right ahead. The piece you showed us at the very beginning, you said that piece sold this week already, right? A hundred dollars. Yep. I paid $10 for it. Wow. So you made 90 bucks on that return. Yeah. Yeah. Just at a local thrift Man, store. I'm gonna, I got to get into this business. I'm at the wrong business here, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you like being active and moving around a lot, that's a part of it. There's also long periods where you're just sitting on your on your keister and you're you know listing things on your phone or on the computer. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it. There are fun elements. 100. Uh, it can be it can be really cool, but it you know it's not for everybody. The next piece here is it's small as well. It is a stick pin. This is also kind yeah. of early, early 1900s. It's a filigree design. It's almost like the, the shape of a shield, if you can imagine that. Um, stick pins are little pins that just have a single pin that comes down and then usually something at the top of it. Uh, they can range in lengths. But this particular one's about two and a half inches tall. But the top portion of metal that looks like a shield, it has five diamonds in it two trillion cut sapphires and it's made out of 14 karat white gold i paid 160 dollars for this piece now it weighs less it's more in the three to three and a half grams area and i paid even more than the ring but i have bought and sold stick pins of gold uh with with precious gemstones enough to know that there's a good collector base this i paid about 170 175 dollars for it this is probably a four four hundred and fifty dollar item or generally that's what they're mm-hmm. selling for online. So two pieces of fine jewelry, gold and gemstones, just out of a, a consignment shop. It was the only two pieces of fine jewelry that they had identified that were there. But I also, I'm not showing them today, but I also have uh, about a couple of pairs of uh, sterling silver earrings with uh, turquoise in them for just $3 each because they didn't know to look for the, the mark or they just didn't, they just thought it was costume. So I did really well. <laughs> I did really well yesterday on that. Those I have not even listed them yet because I had to do, you know, my due diligence, do some research, yeah. test the stones, that kind of thing. So the last couple of things I'll show are just are other pieces of fine jewelry which I've purchased. Wait, can I interrupt you real quick, Matt? Please go right ahead. So that stick pin for those people that are listening and don't know what that it, it if you watch Lady in the Tramp the dapper dad that comes home, he's wearing a stick pin. It was like a, they would put it in the lapels of a jacket, correct? Correct. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, women would put them in their hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could pin them just like on on coats or, you know, various things like that. The stuff that was, they're certainly costume pieces, but the th- pieces that have diamonds and gold and stuff. I mean, it's just kind of a sign of wealth. Sort of like back in the day pocket watches. If you had a really intricately cut uh, or etched gold pocket watch case, it's kind of like a sign that, okay, you know, yeah, I have some wealth here, but uh, but yeah, this is you know again, it's a, a type of piece of jewelry that's kind of out of fashion. You're not like women aren't running out to buy. Well, brand I'm new bringing it back. It's a whole lot. I'm going to start, okay, wearing, I'm gonna start wearing fancy coats and stick <laughs> pins, buddy. I'm bringing it back. Hey, okay, man. Well, you know, if you need me to hold this back for you, absolutely. Uh, you just let me know. <laughs> I will absolutely want you to hold that back for me. I am I am your stick pin guy. All right, sorry, I interrupted okay, you. I got a stick pin guy now. Yeah. Uh, the, I've got two pieces here. One is a little gold ring, Ooh. and it has a little cameo. 
this is again a piece that's probably early 1900s. The reason this is significant is I paid $10 for it. I think they price it up just because it had a cameo in it, not because that they realized what it was. And what it is, is an antique 18 karat gold ring. And it wasn't marked on the inside. So that makes it a little tricky, right, to identify things. It's like, well, if you know the marks, great. But what if you find something that is made of a precious metal that doesn't have a mark? You're, you're kind of, you have to rely on whatever experience you have. I've handled enough jewelry that I can typically look at silver and gold pieces and know that they're silver or gold before I ever even test them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have telltale signs and just the strength of the metal as well. But this, I had a scratch test. There was a certain period of time when in Europe and the United States, they created these what they call purity standards, which meant that jewelers and people who manufactured jewelry had to put a mark on it to indicate the actual purity of the metal. But prior to those standards being put in place, there was hundreds and thousands of years of jewelry being made that have no mark. So just because something isn't marked doesn't mean it's not gold or silver. It just means that it might have been, it might be old enough that that wasn't a requirement. Right. So that was an example of where my kind of knowledge and expertise helped me out because I got a very valuable ring for very little. Here's another little piece. It's a, it's another little brooch. It has a, a garnet in the center. It has a halo of seed pearls strung around that. And then a couple of other little white pearls on either side. And this again, I paid $5 for. And in this case, it has a very, very tiny mark on the back where the pin kind of clasps and it says 10k so it's a 10 karat gold it's not super heavy it's like three grams but still i mean this is about a 120 dollar brooch let's say so and then the last and you paid three bucks for it exactly wow yep these are out there even this and this this piece this last piece i'm going to show today totes the line this is what they would call a sweetheart bracelet yikes it is an expandable bracelet with links kind of like the link uh like if you can think of an expandable watch band that mm-hmm. you would put on over. Uh, in the center, though, it has a round kind of area where it has colored gemstones, glass gemstones all the way around, and then a little cameo in the center. I feel like this a fortune the... teller would be wearing that. Oh, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> uh, this is the type of item, if, if not this exact item, were sold in Sears and Roebuck catalogs oh. back in the late 1800s and early 1900s. They, you could buy anything from you know, a thimble all the way up to a completely fabricated home through the Sears and Roebuck catalog, all gold, gold and stuff. So the reason I say this totes the line is that it's not fine jewelry. It's more costume jewelry, but it is gold filled. And so what that means is in contrast to the pieces I've shown today and discussed that are solid gold mm-hmm. at certain purity levels, this is gold filled, which means it does have a thin layer of gold on the outside of the base metal. That's what you're seeing. The gold color is actually gold or a percentage of pure gold usually on these pieces that will say something like 120 10 carat or 12k or 14k gf gf stands for gold filled mm-hmm. so what you know and and it was a lot of this was manufactured in the early 1900s and just based on the, the look of it and the style you can kind of see okay this was likely it's either a a remake of something that was made back in the early 1900s, or it's the real, the genuine article. In this case, it is something. So this is something I paid $10 for last week at a thrift store, at a, yeah, like a, is more like an antique store, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, it's about $150 bracelet. So it's not fine jewelry, 
it's upper echelon costume jewelry, but it does have some gold content. And the reason I mentioned that it has the gold filling is that unlike gold plated things, gold filled pieces of jewelry still have, uh, they have a market for collectors for the use of it. But also there are buyers who will buy gold filled jewelry simply to scrap the gold and obtain the gold. Huh. So usually right now, anyways, the price I get for if I sell a bag full of broken or or whatever gold filled jewelry is about a dollar per gram. So if I have a bag of 300 grams of gold filled jewelry, I'm going to make about three. I'm going to sell it for about $300. Wow. The point is the weight is good to know because if you get something and you're like, this is like my ring, my wedding ring is about eight and a half grams. So I would put that in one hand. I know this is eight and a half grams. If I put something over here and it's heavier than that, then I know it's 10 grams or more. And if I'm, if they're asking $3, I know that at the bare minimum, I can sell that for $10. It's 10 grams. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to, to buy it. Crazy. I, I, my head is spinning with the, with the, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking to myself about all the different possibilities, which is obviously why we're doing this show because yeah. it's crazy that this stuff exists out there. And a lot, I mean, it is, I'm sure there are people out there that know about this stuff, but not to the degree that you do. I, 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 get, I think it gets more and more, I, I narrowed down. So, you know, I really, that's interesting. I'm a, I start looking for costume jewelry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Know, I mean, go out there because there are some <laughs> antique places here in town, which I'm sure you've already scoured and taken everything good from them, Matt. But uh, well, <laughs> still, it gives us an opportunity. <laughs> New things are coming in all the time, every week. I mean, I hit the same places, sometimes weekly or bi-monthly, uh, because just, be, I mean, very, very honestly, I've gone into a place one day, bought some stuff, checked everything else out, come back the next day, bought and there's new stuff, new stuff that I would want to buy. And so I can't go to every place every day. It's ridiculous. But yeah. I try to, you know, map out where I'm going to go and when based on the, the success I have at any given place. Yeah. And I was just going to say, if if somebody's listening right now and they've found something that I, I love to hear those success stories. If you've, if you found a piece of costume jewelry or something and sold it for a lot more than you paid for it, let us know. Email us. Tell us yes, what please. the deal is. We'd love to hear from you. If you're really exciting and you've made millions on it, then we're going to have you on the show because we yeah, really absolutely. want to know about that. <laughs> so anyway, but we we want to thank you for listening again. We'll be back with uh, yes. two more shows next week. Let me give one last plug if I could. Yeah, of course. Just, just about the, the if you are interested in this jewelry kind of topic, the the channel that that we we have on YouTube called Rusty the Reseller, we have an entire playlist of videos dedicated to teaching you how to inspect and identify certain pieces of jewelry, whether that be your own or if you're buying and selling. So make sure to check that out. And uh, and also, if you like seeing us as well, <laughs> check out the YouTube channel, What Sold Podcast. Uh, it's the same thing, but you can kind of yeah. watch and see those things as well. And all the links will be in, if you're wherever you're getting your podcast, the links will be in there. So go ahead and click on one of those and it will take you to the YouTube channel and everything. But otherwise, Matt, any last words? I don't think so. Just good luck uh, hunting out there. We'd love to hear what you find. Absolutely. All right, everybody, have a great week. 